Welcome on in everybody to the Red Card Radio news episode. We hope to be the main repository that you will need throughout your week for news in and relating to the Premier League uh, and and such. Uh, did you do you not like repository? Not- What's a repository? <laughs> Something that holds things. Holds things. It sounds like it holds something that you don't want to have anymore. Oh, yes. I see. Suppository. Yes, yes. All right. If you're new here and this is your first, you know, experience with Red Card Radio, that's what you get. Um, Normally, we're three people. Today, we're this this week, we're just two people because uh, somebody is afraid, doesn't want to show up because uh, his team keeps uh, doing bad things. but if you're new here and you would love to help us out, we would love that too. And you could hit that, smash that like button, hit the sub notification bell, uh, give us a follow, subscription, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's you know YouTube or one of your favorite podcast site. Definitely hit us with the subscription. They really, really help us out, and uh, you wouldn't want anything you know to happen in your life, right, Sean? No, because you. Might be mildly inconvenienced if you don't like subscribe, rate, and review, rate and five star, and hit the subscribe button or and hit the notification button. What might be following you is you catch a levels game, Brad, uh, <laughs> where you run into lowly Southampton and get levels by a team that is level on points with you and level and clearly skill, True. and but they're they're higher in the table by one level. Let's just keep. <laughs> Let's just keep it on the same level. Uh, by one level than you, by goals scored, which they got today against you. Against you. Mm-hmm. And if, if you need some context around that, definitely hit back and check our review episode where we break that down. And uh, I think that might be the end of Chelsea slander this week. I don't know. Hopefully not. I doubt um, it. I doubt it too. Um what we've got on offer, we're going to hit some comments that we got from some of our previous episodes. Then we're going to talk about a major news story in the Premier League before we round out this news episode with transfers. Let's get into that comment. We had a comment from Jimmy. A couple comments this week um, from Jimmy. This one is is specifically pertaining about pertaining to Liverpool and their start to the season. Um, he says that Liverpool look flat. Uh, it's like they never physically or mentally recovered from last year's run and the pressure to do it again um, is being felt throughout the club. Uh, had a dreadful start to the game against United, showed some fight to the second half. Um, currently some midfield issues that need to be resolved tactically, and he he admits that they currently have some depth issues, um, but he thinks that, that Liverpool's biggest issue right now is a complete lack of uh, being clinical finishers in the final third. Now, I'm going to give... Give Jimmy a caveat here. He made this comment after the United game, before the Bournemouth game, uh, where they scored nine against Bournemouth. Uh, so they had some. Cl- they were clinical against Bournemouth. Well, some of the players were. There, there is still a glaring issue in the final third for for Liverpool. So what do you what do you make of that, Sean? What do you make about uh, Jimmy's comment about Liverpool and and where they where they are, how they started, things like that? Think. So you think I'd have my thoughts more together since we just talked about this not too long ago. But um, no. uh, I think where their problem starts is is they're – it seems as though they're spot-picking great players as, as replacements for outgoing players w- without 
without addressing multiple positions in better ways, if that makes sense. So they, they made a very good purchase to replace Sadio Mane and Diaz, but they don't have anybody to play behind that if, if Diaz gets hurt. They made a very good replacement for what seems to be the outgoing Firmino, for Nunez in the middle. That seems to be a really good replacement for that. Now you do still have Firmino, so yeah. that that so that's that's not if Nunez goes out, which he did. Uh, you still have somebody to play there, uh, but you ha- you haven't been addressing the rest of the aging team. So, uh, and they have, and, and that's not completely fair. They have been putting a few places here and there, but they're mostly really younger players. And they're not ready to make the jump that Diaz did last year, and hopefully Liverpool gets out of Nunez this year. You know that type that type of tr- transition that they're looking for to onto the next squad that's going to continue yeah, this, like the next iteration of Liverpool. Like you know, we've yes. had, we've had we've had many years now where Liverpool. Like one, okay, I'm going to just say like this. one thing I'm never concerned about with Liverpool is where they're going to find goals. They have an elite attacking core. Now, I left that out, by the way. <laughs> I left out the, the elephant in the room. Oh, well, yeah, we'll talk about Salah in a second. But, like, regardless of what Salah is doing, I think Diaz, Nunez, Jota, Firmino is still an elite attacking court. And then throw on top of that Salah, who will eventually kick on and, and get, get the wheel spinning. I, I did leave out Jota. So that yeah. that is an er- error on my part. They got Jota last year as well. Or, no, that two was years, a year, years, year and a half. Yeah, two years ago. Um, they got Jota. He seems to get injured a lot. Uh, he is injured currently. Maybe I, that's why I'm feeling that way. But he's he'll be back in October, it seems like. Um, and then so you'll have some maneuverability with the front because I don't think Jota's restricted to the center. No, he can the way the way the way Nunez I, is. I yeah, I think he can play all three if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Yeah. But but I guess uh, my point about Liverpool is my only concern is about is about the midfield. Is about yeah. the fact that you have to rely on 37-year-old James Milner to play serious minutes for you. Um, or a 34-year-old Henderson? Yeah, like they their midfield is aging, has been aging, and like they haven't and they haven't they done anything shipped, to address it. Shipped out one album? Yeah, they, they let one Alden go, which I mean they, they could only do so much to and when Alden wasn't young, it wasn't a spring chicken. I no. think he was like 30, 31. Yeah, I feel bad for Wijnaldum, actually. He he did had a had a pretty forgettable season last year at PSG. Got a move to to Roma to play with Jose, and then two weeks into his Roma career, blows up his knee, and now he's out for like seven or eight months with like a destroyed ACL. So that's yeah. poor one out for him. Press F. Uh, but it's uh he uh like Liverpool. Ha- it seems to me that this is my point about Liverpool, and I've I've kind of had this conversation with Tamzi this this afternoon on Twitter is that it seems like Liverpool were almost surprised that the transfer window opened up and that they don't have a plan. They haven't had a plan to address the deficiencies or like the, the aging issues in midfield. They're relying so heavily on Harvey Elliott and how old's Harvey Elliott, like 20 years old. Like if that, yeah, I think he's 19, 19 something I, like that. I think like, he's, yeah. like it just really seems to me that they, Either they're just being way too picky and and saying that there's no one out there in all of the top division of world football that can improve on James Milner and Jordan Henderson, which to me seems 
outlandish, um, or or they just say that, they're surprised that they can sign players right now. I'll say the same thing I said about United. You just let Harry Winks go to Sampdoria. Like that Liverpool don't think Harry Winks can improve anything on a thirty-seven-year-old James Milner. I don't know. Like he he's just he's just played under Mourinho and Conte. Like you don't think he has the work rate? Like he's yeah. got it. He can play under Cop. Like he may not start right away, but he could have. I mean, I like he's got the work rate. There is some interpersonal or like interleague issues there where our Spurs sure. really going to send a player to, to Liverpool I don't to make Liverpool better. Um, they're more willing sure. to send him to Sampdoria because he's in Italy. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. It, and I'm not saying that's because it, like, I, I don't know what the fee was to Sampdoria. I think it was something like 15 or it was on loan or it's, something like that. It's probably a loan with an option that Sampdoria will come back next year and be like, we don't sure. have the money to buy. But if yeah, if it was if it was, I would we would have parted with him. I think we were looking to part with him to Everton for something like twenty. We we probably would have charged Liverpool twenty five. Does that improve your team? Yes. Are we? But we were gonna get we were gonna move him on in some way anyway. Yeah, it just it's it seems shocking to me that uh, that there's not a single. It's not like we're talking about a poor club. Like Liverpool are one of the most financially, like viable clubs in the world they make a lot of money they're super rich they've got billionaire owners like if you look at nottingham forest who just came up from the from the championship and they're able to spend 150 million pounds or whatever it is on players liverpool football club can afford to buy players and the fact that they really just haven't done much to me um it's it's strange it's really strange and i think that their biggest i think that 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 it seems to me that like I don't know. It seems like they they needed to bring in more midfield players, and they just haven't done that. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a Jurgen Klopp issue. I don't know if that's a director of football issue. I don't know if that's an FSG issue. But it seems strange that a team four months ago who was fighting for a quadruple had won two domestic cups, was in the Champions League final, was fighting until the last day in the Premier League season, essentially, to win the Premier League, and you see. You see Manchester City spend a hundred million or sixty million on Holland, and get Alvarez and like retool, and you are still thinking we're going to rock with the, the you know thirty plus midfield that we have, and it's just going to be fine. It's, it seems to me poor planning. I don't understand how they don't have like a six month plan, a two year plan, things like that. And they're, I no, I understand how it happened. I, I saw it. <laughs> It was it was Tottenham, it was it was Pochettino, it was a it was ENIC looking at Pochettino overachieving the way Klopp is overachieving, uh, and Pochettino gets him to Champions League, and then they rock with the same eleven, and then they you know add a piece here or there, but it was still you know it's still Kane, Son, and and uh, Toby and Yan and Larice, and it's still the boys. Yeah. Uh, and then part with Walker, and then we don't really find a replacement. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and then but we'll, we'll, then we just make it to a, a Champions League final, and they're like, oh, well, guess we'll trot the boys out next year, and then the ne- the following year they just they just fire Pochettino like it's his fault. Like you haven't done crap for five years, and we're getting passed by, man. Yeah, 
I, I, I can, like, and especially with the I, fact that like your best player isn't really performing yet this season. Um, for the, for Liverpool, yeah. yeah for, like, in, in so so not doing his thing, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it, I think it's going to be a long season for them. Um, thanks, Jimmy, for that comment. Uh, big shout out. We really appreciate it. And that's one of the things that you'll see on Red Card Radio uh, that we like to do a lot is we like to interact with you guys. So if you drop us a line, a comment, um, we will more likely than not, we will definitely like to address it uh, on, on one of the episodes. We'll fit it in somewhere. Um, but let's get into this this major news story. So kind of broke news uh, today. Uh, today is yesterday. Well, yesterday, it broke. Okay, yeah. Today for us as we're recording this, but you're listening to this in the future. Um so a little bit, of, you need to go, happened on August 30th. How about that? Um, <laughs> but Scott Parker was relieved of his duties as the first team coach at Bournemouth. Um, this follows in a string of defeats. Again, uh, you know, they lost, they, they, they beat Villa in the first game of the season, got, got three points, and then have followed it up with a loss against Manchester City, which is probably expected, a loss against Arsenal, which, to be fair, is probably expected, and, of course, that 9-0 loss against Liverpool, which, to be honest, is probably expected. Um, So if we want to balance this on the results, Bournemouth, if you look at the board, if you look at Scott Parker, the players, everyone, when they looked at at the schedule, I think if you said, we... If you said in the summer, we'll give you three points out of the first four games, do you think Bournemouth would have taken that? I think absolutely. And I think what they would have said is, we got three draws. And they would have been super happy with that. But they got a victory and three losses. So it just, it feels like they've been just, and I mean, to be fair, they've gotten beaten up over the last three weeks. I think they, they've lost those three matches by a combined aggregate like of like, 14 or 16 goals or something absurd like that. Um, so yeah. it on paper, it doesn't look good for Bournemouth over the last three weeks. But to me, you can't fire Scotty Parker based on the first four matches unless there's something else going on behind the scenes. Now, Brad did send us a, a, a screenshot of the, I guess, the statement that was released on the Bournemouth website. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Uh, and see if I can find it. Of course, I should have pre-planned this. Yeah, some of us should have pre-planned it. I um, I do want to remind everybody that I have my uh, Buffalo Wild Wings bone to pick oh, with this situation. That's right. Yeah, but here coming up soon. Th- th- so this is the statement that that Brad uh, cut out and sent to us. This is I, I believe this is from the the statement via board uh, from Bournemouth this is however in order f- for us to keep progressing as a team and a cl- as a club as a whole it is un- it is unconditional that we are aligned I don't think that just makes sense he must have mistyped this it is unconditional that we are aligned in our strategy to run the club sustainably we must allow we must also show belief in and respect for one another that is the approach that is that has brought this club so much success in recent history and one that we will never we will not veer from now our search for a new head coach will begin immediately. Uh, long story short, the way I'm reading that is that Scott Parker said to the board, you need to sign some players. This isn't enough. We're going to get relegated if we don't reinforce. And the board was like, nah, we ain't going to do that. And so they they sacked Scott Parker. I think it's it seems really harsh. So tell us about your your 
Buffalo Wild hey. Wings bone to pick. Not sponsored, but it could be sponsored. Hit us could up be. info.redcardradio at gmail.com, Buffalo Wild Wings. Here's my problem with this. In the world that we live in, where no less than three teams are sponsored by betting websites, that bet on the first manager to get sacked, doesn't it seem a little fishy that a manager like this gets sacked? Like there was something I'd be willing to bet that Fulham are sponsored by one of those said websites. Bournemouth? Bournemouth, I'm sorry. Scott, well, Parker, Scott Parker's already been previously sacked at, at Fulham's. <laughs> Yeah, so what you're what you're alluding to in your opinion, it looks fishy that uh, they because I, I, th- I wanted to say it was Dafabet, wasn't it? I don't. They know. are they are sponsored by Dafabet. So isn't this a little odd <laughs> that maybe a lot of big money was coming in on some many other managers and Dafabet decided, you know, we could take care of this right now <laughs> and cash this out. On the casino side, uh, the house always wins. Uh, don't don't you think? No, like, I, of course I'm being ridiculous because the the signing is so ridiculously yeah. outplaced. When they play Arsenal, City, and uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, and get beat by all three, their their other one they played Fulham and won Villa. Though they they beat Villa and lost to three of the top six teams last year. And this is a newly promoted team, yeah. and out of those four games, you decided to you decided to sack them. Like it's so ridiculously placed that you have to draw conclusions of all right, there has to be something fishy going on here. It's it's certainly beyond it's beyond footballing reasons, beyond results. Absolutely, because you know no one would have looked at what Bournemouth was set up for in the first four weeks and said it's unacceptable if you have less than three if you have three points or less. Like there's no way that was no. an expectation for Scott Parker to have more yes. than three points. So, I think I think if he came if he came away if he came away with four, they would have been ecstatic. He, I, I wouldn't be surprised if but you look he, at that in in behind closed doors. You're like, we're not going to get any points out of the first four matches. Aston Villa, they've spent a lot of money as they always do. They had yeah. they have a, I, I want to use the word the past tense here. They had a, a kind of a young, exciting manager in Gerrard. That doesn't seem like it's working out specifically but it's 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 just hilarious that we had this conversation last week about who was going to be the first manager fired none of us brought up scotty parker even though bournemouth you know clearly are having a tough time because we all recognize that it would have been ridiculous to fire him on sporting merits and then and then it happens um so i'll tell you what if tottenham managers were fired when they lose to to city chelsea our city, uh, Arsenal, and uh, Liverpool. All of our managers would get fired. Yeah, like, exactly. All exactly. of them. Like any any of our own three managers, if we were under those same con- constructs, yeah. would all get man get would all get sacked, fired. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing. So that's why it's either your side <laughs> or. It's nefarious on my side. It's Dafabet happens to sponsor Bournemouth and got a little too many bets on some place they didn't expect that is starting to look like uh, Brendan Rodgers. 
it's starting to look like it might come true, and they had to take matters in their own hands, and then all of that money's gone. Detective Shaw, to the house. Detective Shaw will have to get into that. Um, but I think that's we need, let's let's shift gears here. It's breaking here first. Okay. Yeah, let's shift the gears. Let's, let's shift gears to transfers. Let's so the transfer window closes Thursday at 11 p.m. British Standard Time. Sean did the math and he claims that that's 6 p.m. on Thursday in on the East Coast of America. That's where we we both reside. Um, so uh, a couple couple things that stand out. Uh, Manchester City just signed a center back today from Borussia Dortmund. Um, of course, Chelsea have been linked to literally anybody who moves and kicks a football, as to has Manchester United. But Manchester United, of course, just spent a hundred million, uh, basically a hundred million pounds on uh, Anthony from <clears throat> from Ajax. Uh, I, I want financial. I want. I, I want somebody to investigate Ajax. For the reverse of financial fair play. <laughs> I I want to know where they're reinvesting this money other than their pockets. Because they I did the math. I did the math. I counted I got to over half a billion dollars in the past three years just off the top of my head without doing inter, any Al Gore internet research. They uh they're f- a phenomenally run football club. That's DeLitt, that's that's the young, that's Ziet. That's Lissandro Martinez, and that's that's this this one. That's Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, and that, that's that's just five off the top of my head. This is over half a billion dollars. Yeah, they are an exceptionally what? run football club. No, they're exceptionally exceptional at running their own pockets. I mean, they have, but this is this is Ajax's business model. They have a great academy. They are, and and they 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 have a lot of youth products, and they buy players really cheap. And they get a lot of exposure playing in big competitions in the Champions League, and they do well traditionally, and then they sell them for huge profits. So, I mean, like, shout out to them. The, the, it's kind of the issue in today's. I mean, the problem is then you 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 somehow lose uh, in a Champions League semifinal to some chicken kicking team uh, on some miracle uh, miracle stuff, and those players don't get a chance to play in the Champions League final. Uh, hey, well. Maybe they should have been better. Maybe they should have been better. Maybe that should have proved why they shouldn't have been worth $100 million, $80 million, and $70 million, and $100 million. Oh, and ZH for $60 million. Rapid fire real quick. Are Spurs going to sign anybody? No. Okay. We haven't we haven't going to be signing anything for a while. Arsenal are linked to a center midfielder and a winger. We were apparently more interested in a winger, but with a injury now to both... Mo El Nenny and Thomas Partey. It kind of seems that we are Arsenal are uh, redeploying to sign a center midfielder. So you could see Arsenal make a movement there. You're redeploying Odegaard to center defensive mid is what you're redeploying. I think. Anyways, I, th- I think what would actually happen is you move Shaka to the six and you bring in either Emil Smith Rowe or your boy Vieira to play on the left side and see what happens. Um, or you could have uh, Lakanga come into the six and leave Shaka on the left side at eight. But we'll see. Um, so Arsenal may still be active. United, don't count United out. They clearly are still interested in signing some more players. Um, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo may move still, so there's some volatility there. Um, Chelsea, I think, still look like they're looking to sign an attacking player. This Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, rumor just will not go away. I, I have a feeling that gets done. That sounds like a transfer deadline day thing. Um, 
Manchester City are probably done after this uh, this center back signing that they they made. Liverpool, I don't see them signing anyone. They really should, but I I will be shocked if they sign someone. They should, but they won't. Um, and I think that 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 rounds out most of the big clubs. I'm sure Nottingham Forest have about six or seven more signings lined up. Uh, they're just gonna you know find some. Maybe they'll sign Scotty Parker. Hey, he could yeah. probably still kick yeah. the ball. They, yeah, he's <laughs> he's younger than Milner. Uh, so <laughs> you you threw the rapid fire on me. I'm gonna cover while you laugh. Oh. Uh, you threw the rapid fire on me. I didn't get. I want to get a little bit more into the transfers for, oh, for sure. Tottenham. I, I I just wanted to. If Tottenham fans are listening to this, please hear me now. I'm going to move closer to the camera. Take my glasses off for this. We have labored for five, six, seven, even eight years of not doing diddly crap all summer and then having to panic buy Wanyama. And now we get all of our transfer done in early July before the preseason camp. And now you're mad because we're not moving $100 million for some Brazilian circus trapeze artist. Were they mad about from, that? From my, from my ex. They no, were... they just they want anybody. They want anybody for 50 to 60. They want to empty the war chest like there's not January or next year. No, we got all of our damn business done of everybody we wanted. Leave it alone. Yeah, you guys, you guys have what ten points out and of smart four. money. You have ten points out of four games. You drew away at Chelsea. That's the only place you drop points. I, I, I think, I think Spurs, then, Spurs fans should be happy with where you're at. I don't think they. No, the biggest one they want is is like seventy to eighty on on um, Anthony Gordon. What? I'm like, where does it? Where does he play? Who are these Spurs a, fans? I think these have to be. Bots. I don't know. These have to be fake has, people. It has to be. Has to be Twitter bots where I just keep scrolling. I just keep scrolling. I put it. I committed to memory. Keep scrolling though. You guys are idiots. <laughs> All right. That's it. Best what best window we've had in probably twenty years. Um. Yeah, that's wild to oh. me, man. That's wild to me. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, check, keep checking back in throughout the week. We have uh, a preview episode coming up for the rest of the matches uh, coming up for you. And we will uh, we will see you next time. Have a good one. Good night.